When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben. And today, of course, we are here, as always, with our super producer, Noel. Scott, we're talking about something pretty interesting that some people might not have heard of. Yeah, maybe not. There's a uh, there's a list out there of, uh, of the greenest and meanest cars for 2015. And <laughs> it's not maybe what you think initially when you hear that. Now, greenest, I think everybody kind of understands... Um, you know, that means environmentally friendly cars, right? Right, Everybody right, gets right. That. But when you say the meanest cars, you know, the way you and I talk normally about cars, we would think like a mean car would be something like the Dodge Charger Hellcat or something like right, that, right? Right, That's not necessarily what they're talking about. They're talking about the the uh, the worst polluters of 2015. So the cars that uh, are responsible for uh, you know, the most pollution production, I guess, at the tailpipe. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and other factors, too. I mean, we'll talk about some of the other factors. But this list comes from... Well, we found it at Forbes.com, mm-hmm. and uh, there's kind of a write-up about it here. But uh, the actual list comes from a place called GreenerCars.org, and they've got all the information on their site. And this is a pretty – this GreenerCars.org thing is a, a pretty good thing for people who are basing their next car purchase on uh, environmental impact in some in some part, right? Yeah, exactly right. So if you're going to buy a car in 2015, you might want to, and you might want to make a uh, an environmentally friendly choice. You, there's a lot of places you would go. I think a lot of people would go to uh, fueleconomy.gov to see, you know, like exactly how much they're uh, how Due much they're, they can expect to get, you know, miles yeah. per gallon or the yeah. equivalent if you're going to buy an electric vehicle or something like that. But um, this site, you know, this uh, what is it again? This greenercars.org. Yeah, greenercars.org. They have a uh, they have their own rating system, their own rating scale that they mm-hmm. use, and we'll tell you about that as we get to it here. But um, there's some surprises on this list. I mean, the meanest list holds a few surprises. They're not all exotic supercars, as you might think. Right. Yeah. It also holds a few returning champions. Yeah, I think candid. it. I think it does. And you know, even the uh, even the green list is going to surprise you a bit. I think. Yeah, so why don't we, um, let's see, why don't we talk a little bit uh, just about 
how they determined this before we get to what they found. Okay, I have this kind of broken down, and we're not going to go too in-depth on this, and I'll tell you why at the end. But how they determine, you know, these these ratings, I guess, at greenercars.org is that, and I'll, and I'll read from their uh, from their site here, we analyze automakers' test results for fuel economy and emissions as reported to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the California Air Resources Board, along with other specifications reported by the automakers. So um, the initial thing they do is they take automaker-presented uh, specs. You know, they say, like, we're, we're bringing this new car out to market. Here's some of the specs that we need to, to um, you know, publish. Right. So yeah. that everybody understands. And then they also take, um, or they estimate, I guess, pollution from vehicles, uh, from vehicle manufacturing, rather. Uh, so from the production and distribution of fuel and from vehicle tailpipes as well. Mm-hmm. And with this, with this um, calculation, right, of course, I'm glad that you said it's an estimation mm-hmm. because as anybody who has checked out EPA ratings knows that you, there's, there's a lot lost between the actual rubber on the road and the calculations of MPG. Oh, absolutely. So these are, these are pollution estimates, I guess, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they also count air pollution, like fine particulates or nitrogen oxides, right. hydrocarbons, other pollutants, according to uh, the health problems that they cause or that are caused by each pollutant. So, um, you know, they not only take the pollution, um, you know, specs that they, they're given, but they also take the, the health problems caused by those pollutants into consideration. And then they also factor in uh, greenhouse gases, such as, you know, like carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. um, that, and combine the emission estimates into a green score. That, uh, that runs on a scale from zero to 100. So this is the, uh, the green score scale that they use from zero to 100. And just to give you a heads up on this, the, the top vehicle this year scores a 61 out of 100. Right. And the average is right around 37. Cool. And then the worst gas guzzler car on the list, uh, scores somewhere around 17. Yeah. Yeah. So a pretty dramatic difference in, uh, in scores there. And, uh, you know, taking all that stuff into consideration, I mean, it, it's a, uh, it's a pretty decent way to do it, I guess. It's a formula that they've used for years and years because they have right. this list that goes back to, I believe, about 2000. Yeah. Um, have a, uh, you know what? That's a list I want to tell you about a little bit later because there's some interesting stuff on there as well. Um, but there's also this, you know, we said that we're not going to go too in-depth in this. Right thing, yeah, right? yeah. Now, um, just below that list of how they determine their ratings, you know, that was, uh, that was what I kind of li- outlined right there. There's also a very long description about the exact methodology um, used and factors that they consider to determine the environmental impact of a car and light truck. And, and that methodology to determine that impact is something that is so complicated and, and complex if you're not just sitting in front of it, you know, reading it, that for mm-hmm. us to describe it here on air would be very difficult for you to grasp. And, and honestly, I don't know if I could do it in a concise manner. So, um, you know, it might not be a whole lot of fun to hear it, you know, on this podcast, but I tell you, Ben, reading it now, that's a lot of fun. So you want to do that on your own. Uh, and, uh, the, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to say it. I mean, lots of fun. Yeah. All kinds, all kinds of fun for all ages. Well, here's how in depth some of this stuff is. They talk about estimates of battery weight for disposals, you know? Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a good read if you want to be fully informed on this and they have to, ch- they have to cover all their bases because this this list this um, this group AC Triple E I'm calling them is the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy, which means that uh, 
they may, I haven't looked into their funding. I don't want to go too, too in depth, but it, it means that, you know, some of you listening may say that these guys have an agenda. Oh, could be. I mean, and, yeah. and just another heads up, they're based out of Washington, D.C. So there's that. We're just saying. Yeah. Uh, but with, with all that, with that mountain of caveats and some explanation aside, you want to just uh, dive into this list here? Yeah, I guess so. We can talk about the list. We'll talk about the greenest cars first, and okay. then we'll get to the meanest cars, I guess. You know, and the meanest, again, being the, the most polluting vehicles. Mm-hmm. And um, so getting to the greenest cars here, um, six of these cars that we're going to list here are plug-in cars, as you would probably expect. But the rest are gas electric hybrids. Uh, there's even a diesel on the list, and there's even one gasoline-powered car that will surprise you. I yeah, think. I was surprised for I, you. I kind of was. Yeah, I, th- I would think that the entire list would be dominated by electrics and hybrids, but um, that's not the case. And not one, there's not one brand that kind of dominates this list either because there are 10 brands that are represented in the top 12. Um, I think that Toyota has a maybe the closest shot at this. They have two cars from Toyota. One from Lexus, which is, of course, under the umbrella of Toyota. Right, so, yeah. So there are three there from them. Functionally but, three. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so you want to start with number 12? Yeah, number 12 uh, won't be a surprise to anybody that this is a hybrid, specifically the Volkswagen Jetta Hybrid, green score of 53. Yeah, and in a tie with that for number – you know what's funny? The, I'm just going to say this. Yeah. A lot of these cars have the same green score number. But mm-hmm. they don't list them as being tied. You know, they count them as like, you know, the next one is number 11. And I think there's a, there's probably some other uh, fine points that we're not seeing here that, you know, it's... Uh, there's some nuances. Yeah, there's a reason why number 11 edged out number 12. Um, so the green score doesn't necessarily mean that that's where it places. Oh, I can guess for this next one. You can. Yeah, well, number 11 is the uh, Ford Focus Electric, same score, 53. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's higher on the list because it is a full electric rather than a hybrid. I bet that's exactly right. So we're probably, you know, I bet the deciding factor in that one was probably like tailpipe emissions or something like that. Mm-hmm. That had to have been it because, you know, at some point the hybrid, you know, Jetta is going to have some tailpipe emissions versus the electric, which has none. So that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. And then, you know, there's another one where there's like one, two, three, four, five. It looks like five of them are tied for the next place here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of strange. But we'll just list them as, uh, as numbers. So. So number 10 is the Mitsubishi Mirage, and that is a score of 54, mm-hmm. and this is the gasoline-powered vehicle that we were talking about. Yeah, that's uh, that's surprising because usually when you think about a green vehicle, you think oh, it has to at least be a hybrid. But mm-hmm. the folks at Mitsubishi pulled it off. Uh, they are tied with some other ones that I'll just run down real quick. All right. Uh, they're tied with number nine, number eight, number seven, and number six on the list. Uh, number nine is the Honda Civic Natural gas powered. Sure. Right. Number eight, Honda Civic hybrid. Mm-hmm. Number seven is the Lexus CT200H. And number six is the Toyota Prius hybrid or yeah, the, plug-in hybrid. The plug-in hybrid. That's right. And uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> this is funny. This is one of two vehicles that they call a mid-sized vehicle on this list. Now, you would think that it would also be dominated by compactors, even subcompact cars. Right. And I don't know if I agree with this. Would you call the Toyota Prius plug-in hybrid a, a mid-sized vehicle? That's a, that's a pretty small car. I think a lot of people would have a, a problem with that. There's got to be some reason why it's called a mid-size. Yeah. Um, but see, number five, which mm-hmm. is the Nissan Leaf, it mm-hmm. scores a 57, um, you know, all electric, of course. They right. also call that car a mid-sized car. Now, look at the, the Nissan Leaf. <laughs> is that a mid-sized car? Uh, that, to me, that's a compact car. Yeah, Not a it sub- looks compact to me. I, I wouldn't say it's a subcompact. I would say it's a compact car. 
But right. midsize, I always picture something just a little bit bigger than that. So that those two vehicles, the Nissan Leaf and the Toyota Prius plug-in hybrid, mm-hmm. are considered midsize. And um, as you know, the the creators of this list point out, they said that you know, um, green doesn't necessarily have to mean small. And you know, it's yeah. funny though; <laughs> those are pretty darn small, I think. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. They are pretty small. All right, so uh, what's, number, uh, what's number four on our list? I'm so glad you asked. It's the uh, Hummer H2. No, I'm kidding. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the Toyota Prius C, and it is tied with the Leaf for score 57. Yeah, and then we go up to uh, a green score of 59 for number three with the Fiat 500e, which is electric, of course. And the number two is the Chevrolet Spark EV which I don't think is a big surprise either. No. The green score of 59. No. And then, Ben, what's number one? This is our returning champion. Yeah, yeah. Number one is the Mercedes-Benz Smart for Two electric drive. This is the one you mentioned at the top with the highest score of 61. Yeah, 61. And this is a uh, returning champion now. All right, so here's the problem with this list, Ben. And before we get to the uh, – we'll do the meanest cars at the end. How about that? The the problem with this list is uh, is that – they know that a lot of people are saying, well, I'd like to buy a new car in 2015, and I want it to yeah. be environmentally friendly. And the problem is that the, the highest-scoring vehicles here tend to be electric drive. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and with that comes a lot of other factors. And, you know, One of the main factors is cost. So a lot of these cars are pretty expensive, and um, not, not outrageously expensive or anything like that. We're not talking like $100,000 cars or anything, but um, 
you know, some people are looking for a, a lesser dollar economy vehicle that they can drive around and still feel good about, right? Yeah. So in addition to the greenest cars, because I've, I've got the MSRP, you know, list here for all of the cars that we just read. I'm not going to, you know, bore you with those details, but, you know, they go up to, you know, as much as $35,000 for some of them. And I think the lowest one, um, is that Mitsubishi Mirage, which is, uh, you know, it's like just under 13,000. So that's reasonable, but, you know, I guess when you get up to thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand dollars, even more if you add on extra options, you know, like longer range batteries or mm-hmm. you know, whatever the, the case may be, um, that kind of puts it out of the range of, of a lot of people, you know, in the in the cars that are considered for this year. So they have created a list that's called the Greener Choices list. Ah, um, yes. and this is an interesting list because mm-hmm. it, it's uh, it's meant to be cars that score reasonably well i think the top score on this list is like 57 mm-hmm. and it goes all the way down to about 36 in their in their account but there's a, a wide variety of vehicles here and i will just briefly tell you a couple that i find surprising this list maybe you can do the same yeah give us the highlights all right so number one on this list is the toyota prius c and uh, that is a score a green score of about 57 ben and if you remember on the other list it was number four on that list right and the price range is somewhere between nineteen and a half thousand to about twenty five thousand um, so that's still kind of high I understand um, as you go down there's the Toyota Prius uh, again that's smart for two uh, you know both the convertible and the coupe is on there and that's you know again that's twenty five to twenty eight thousand dollars so they're trying yeah. to keep it kind of mid-range here, right? Right. Um, of course, the Mitsubishi is going to be on this list, right? The Honda sure. Fit is on the list. I don't know the MSRP of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that has a green score of about 51. I would think that the Fit would go a little bit higher on the list. I'm, I was surprised yeah. to not see that in the top 12, really. Um, there's the Chevy Spark. Oh, and let me just say, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. but the, right. uh, the Honda Fit is much more affordable than the Mercedes. Surprise! It's about fifteen and a half. Oh, okay, good. MSRP. All right, so yeah, it saves you ten grand right there, right? Yeah. So you know these greener choices. I mean, I understand what they're doing here, and you'll have to really dig into each one to see, you know, where it fits in your budget or whatever. And and also, if you're paying attention to this kind of thing, the green score, I guess, because uh, it does range again from fifty-seven down to thirty-six. And guess what comes in at thirty-six? And I'm glad they included this one on the list. Uh, me too, man. I think I know what you're talking about. The Ford F-150. Yeah, the Ford F-150 is on the greener choices for 2015. And I'm surprised to see it. I don't, I don't know why, I guess. I mean, they're talking about the 2.7 liter six cylinder version with the auto stick option. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would guess, and I, I don't have the information in front of me, but I would guess that would be the EcoBoost engine. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. right? I yeah, think. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, there's some, and you know, there's the Nissan Quest. There's also the Chevrolet Trax version. You know, the, the, oh, the Chevy Colorado is on here, along with the GMC Canyon. That's another surprise. They score, um, I believe it's 38 on the list. So um, not bad. And I mean, you get some variety. And it's an interesting approach to to say, well, we know that for one reason or another, this list of green-est cars might not work. But here are some other options, some mm-hmm. of which might surprise you because, you know, I don't know about most folks, but I still have a pretty big prejudice uh, when it comes to electric vehicles and hybrids. I get a, a picture in my head, you know, of certain capabilities and performance or power uh, are not some of those things I imagine. No, definitely not. I mean, unless you go way up to, uh, you know, the Tesla level, you know, well, so that, sure. you know the Model S and you're spending, you know, literally $100,000 for that vehicle. Yeah, and, and I guess there's other models coming out that they're expecting to have much lower MSRPs, right? Mm-hmm. But um, still, I mean, right now, to get that performance level 
you know, you, you need to, you need to pay for it, I guess, at this point. Yeah, for sure. Which is just usually the trend that we see in, in the auto market. Right? I guess so. I mean, but I, but I guess what I'm thinking is that, you know, you want something that performs closer to the cars that we're accustomed to driving right now. They're gasoline powered. And when you drop down to some of these, uh, you know, these compact, subcompact vehicles or even micro compact cars, I yeah, guess, yeah. um, you know, that are electric drive, they're maybe not going to have the same feel. Uh, that you would think that a car that size would have, I mean, you know, comparable to a, uh, a gasoline powered version of the same thing. That's true. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said about that feel. Now let's go ahead and talk about something else. There's another list we should say that might be more fun for, uh, well, I'm going to have more fun with it. I think so too. And this is, these are the, what the cars that they call the meanest cars out there. The, uh, the, the highest polluting vehicles on the road. Right. Again, not performance factor. But just pollution factor. Now, and there's some surprises on this list as well, as we'll get, <laughs> as we'll get to. So, yeah. All right. So let's start with number 12. Uh, the Nissan Armada. This has a score of 23. Yeah. And there's actually one, two, three, six cars that score 23. But, you know, they're still rated here. So yeah. uh, number 11 is the Ferrari FF with a score of 23 as well. That was expected. Yeah. I think when, whenever you hear uh, just a high-performance vehicle, you're going to say... Oh, yeah, of course. I got to tell you, there's only like three or four on this list that I truly expected to be on this list. The others are kind of surprises. Yeah. Uh, well, the Ferrari FF, you probably expected. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, but not number 10, the uh, the Lexus LX570, which is, of course, I mean, it's a big SUV. I get it. But yeah, but it has the same scores of Ferrari. I did not expect that at all. I didn't expect it to rank quite as low on the list. No. I was also surprised by the Toyota Sequoia. Yeah, also a big SUV, right? Right, uh, yeah. But, but again... It's ranked right down there with, get this, number eight on the list, the Lamborghini Aventador Roadster, which also scores a 23. Now, I'm just going to say, if you're already polluting, would you rather pollute, like, would you rather make more pollution in a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, or a Sequoia? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's much of a choice, uh, you know, for us, I guess, you and I. Right. But, um, you know, I think cost comes down to, uh, you know, the, the deciding factor for you and me. Number seven made me feel like a bad person. This is the last one with a score of 23. It's Rolls-Royce Phantom Drophead Coupe. I would, I, it could have a score nine, man. If I had one, I'd be going everywhere. Yeah, I think, I'll be honest with you. I think that, you know, if you're going to be getting a vehicle on this list, you know, on this meanest list, it's not likely that you're really checking the green score of the vehicle before you buy yeah, I think the opposite is true with the greenest list. I think that right. people that tend to buy the types of vehicles that are on the greenest list are the ones that are going to search out something like greenest cars for 2015 and find out you know what the score is, and they'll be proud mm-hmm. about that. I, I get that. I totally understand. Uh, but then you look at number um, seven on the list, and this was kind of a surprise. The Mercedes-Benz G550, and then we'll just say number five, too, because it's a version of the same thing. Yeah. The, uh, the Mercedes-Benz G63 AMG. Mm-hmm. Those both score uh, 22 and 21, respectively. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. 
because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, yeah, and we it's weird because this means that Mercedes-Benz is the most prolific the most prolific maker on the either of these lists. On the right, list. On the total list. Yeah, know? I guess so. Because they got number one on the greenest, and they're in here twice on the meanest, mm-hmm. and they're also, you know, an option on the on the greener choices. Uh, but again, not with without quite the same passion as I have for the Ro- Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. I would say, oh, and I hope we don't get hate mail about this, but... I'm I'm fine with it, man. If I'm driving a Mercedes Benz, and plus, although it is true that uh, it is true that pollution has can have disastrous effects, not that many people are buying a Mercedes Benz. Many more people are buying, you know, a Sequoia or something. I guess so. When you look at the, the sheer numbers, I suppose. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah the I, sheer I, numbers. I, the I price point. Um, what do you think about number four, the Bentley? Oh, I like it. The Bentley Mulsanne. Uh-huh. I, I really like that car. Now, it scores a 21 <laughs> on, uh, you know, the, on the green score. Uh, not so good, but would I drive one? Of course I would. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> again, we're, we're, we're doing exactly what I think most people that are, uh, you know, that are in the market for these vehicles would do when they, when they look at this, they'd say, well, you know, it's not the most environmentally friendly choice, but sure. you know what? It's got this, incredible you know v8 or v10 mm-hmm. engine or whatever mm-hmm. you know the whatever model you're talking about on this list yeah i'm gonna drive that car i mean that's what i want i, I want the feel i want the power i want the style i want everything about it yeah. um if if you know you're in it for uh for strictly the green score you're not going to be anywhere near this list you're not going to be anywhere near this level of vehicle i guess right which brings us to number three the bugatti veyron yeah the bugatti veyron now 
It scored. Now, that's number three on the list. The yeah, Bugatti that's the only, the only thing surprising about that is it's not number one because it's, it's a, such a beast of a it's car. a 16-liter engine. Right. I mean, yeah. come on. It's a, and it scores a 19. It's a green score of 19. Now, I think this was expected, right? Yeah. But I would assume that would be number one on the list. Side note with the Bugatti, you know they've... Um, We've almost sold out of all the original ones that they marketed, right? I have heard this, yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, if you want one at this point, it's going to be used. Yeah, or they might, you know, if they come out with the next iteration. Oh, true. That's, that's possible. a possibility. Yeah. I mean, who would buy a used Veyron? <laughs> I would. You would? <laughs> sure I would. I mean, you're really good at haggling, man, but even you, I don't know if you could get it down <laughs> to that price. And you know it. Well, you know what? I don't know if you could say this or not, but, you know, you buy certain cars and you just know how they've been treated. Uh-huh. But I don't know if you can say that with this. I mean, there's a good chance that it's been babied as well. There's a very good chance, I, yeah. I Maybe. I mean, you know, some cars you just expect that they're just going to be beat to hell when you get them, you know? That's I mean, true. An older Trans Am with giant wide tires in the back end or something uh-huh. like that, you, yeah. know, that, you know, it was owned by a college-age kid or something. I was going to say, anytime. Anytime someone says this is a car, you know, that I own through college mm-hmm. or uh, my son or my daughter was driving this car uh, when they were in high school and now they're away at college. So we're going to go ahead and sell it. I mean, be very, very cautious. It's not as bad as a flood damaged car. Yeah. I was going to say it's kind of akin to buying like a rental car or something. Almost, yeah. You know, and yeah. just, you know, it's it's gone through quite a bit. It's mm-hmm. gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So. Number two. Now, this is uh, this is one of the ones that surprises me. Yeah, me number too. two and number yeah. one. Yeah. All right. So number two is the Chevrolet GMC G twenty five hundred Express Savannah. Now, this is a huge van. It's a full size van, and it scores eighteen on this list. Now, I mean, it's clearly not designed to be you know the most environmentally friendly vehicle. It's just designed to carry a bunch of people you know, all over the place, you know, wherever they have to go. I mean, this is the kind of van that you'll see as like a church van or something, or, mm-hmm. you know, families that have a lot of kids will buy this type of van, or that like to take, you know, camping trips or, you know, strap canoes to the top or, you know, whatever. This is a, this is a van that's all about carrying heavy weights and, and going long distances with lots of, um, lots of people, lots of things. Mm-hmm. It, it's not designed to be environmentally friendly, but, you know, score number two on the, on the list, it, it's a shocker. It's a dubious achievement for sure. And I, I think that we all have this, um, this preconception that the biggest polluters are going to be the fastest, most powerful vehicles. But like you're saying, that's not the case. I mean, I would put, I would, I would just guess that Ferrari would be up there at, you know, at number one or number two. And I would sure. guess that Lamborghini would be up there at number one. Or yeah. Number or two. maybe Bugatti. Well, right. Bugatti came in at three. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, but it, you know, was nudged out by a Chevy van. I would think that, you know, the Chevy, the Chevy van would be, you know, sure, it's a polluter. I get it. Right. But you would think that it would be back down around, uh, you know, like 25 or 40 yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, on the list. Yeah. I mean, because there's hundreds of cars that, that go through this process. So um, what's what's the meanest, though? What's the absolute meanest? And, is, and why were you surprised? Uh, okay. The absolute meanest is the Dodge Ram 2500. Now, this is a heavy-duty pickup truck. It's a work truck. I don't know how to put this into words, Ben, but it's, it's, it's never, it was never intended to be environmentally friendly. It's a work truck. It's a heavy duty work truck. Right. Yeah. It's there to haul. It's definitely there to haul. And, and again, I would think that this would position itself on this list, you know, somewhere down in, you know, 25 or 30 or whatever, not number one on the list. It scored, it has a green score of 17, which is, uh, the, the worst of this year. Yeah, yeah, which uh, which will probably not be showing up in a commercial, but uh, oh, no, I don't think yeah. so. They're not going to use that as a marketing tool, really. 
Yeah. I mean, may, maybe you could. Uh, there's <laughs> one, one thing I want to do though before we uh, before we go on is I wanted to pull up some information about the group that makes this uh, the the Washington D.C. group mm-hmm. that makes this list each year. This uh, the American Council for an Energy Efficient Economy is a nonprofit 501c3. They were founded in 1980, and they've been working with uh, they've been working with lawmakers not just on the federal level but in state legislation uh, since that point. So they're they're pretty active in addressing all areas of uh, energy efficiency and how to I guess how to tweak the current systems we have and and uh, reduce pollution while upping the bang for your buck in whatever sort of energy you're using. Mm -hmm. I think databases like this are important. I mean, for people that are searching for a car in 2015 2015, Mm -hmm. and they they do want to make an environmentally friendly choice, I mean, this is a great place to go because you can really get, you know, some some decent information or at least a a decent starting point. Because it's not just the stuff that we've been reading here today. There's a lot more information available there. Oh, yeah, you can lose yourself in a rabbit hole. In in fact, one thing that I want to point out, if you you do want to go to that site, thegreenercars.org, they have something that's called a Best by Class tab, and that goes all the way back to the 2000 model year. And this is a problem with this. I wasn't going to uh, read anything from that list or anything like that, Uh but there are, get this, this is the number of pages there. There are 1,594 pages of vehicles listed there, and each page, except for the last page, of course, which only has six, each page has 12 items on it, or 12 vehicles, I should say. So that means there's 19,122 vehicles total listed there. If you have a car from you know the year 2000 up to present day, you can go there and search for your vehicle on that list and find out where it scores or what it got for a green score that year that was brand new. Yeah. And other, you know, vital information, I guess, or, or sort of vital information, um, you know, the miles per gallon city, miles per gallon highway, all that stuff, and, and kind of take a deeper dive into, you know, some of the, uh, the methodology that they use to, to come up with this green score. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's pretty interesting, and we didn't have time to do it today, but um, uh, it's fascinating how they come up with their own rating system and then use that rating system to inform consumers about, you know, what's out there, what's available, what, uh, what's a smart choice. And as I will say, and I've probably pointed this out uh, numerous times for longtime listeners of this show, whenever you read a study like this, take it with a grain of salt for Pete's sake. I'm not naming any specific Pete, but, uh, but you know, don't, don't hesitate to look at other sources of information because so often what, what you will find will be that, um, what you will find will be that your opinion or your understanding of whatever the truth might be uh, can be modified when you read other sources. Well, too. statistics are always tricky, right? Because right. they can be slanted either way, but, you know, mm-hmm. to prove or disprove anything that you need to really have happen, right? I, I, I get that. And, you know, especially when a, a company comes up with its own, you know, rating system, uh-huh. you know, and they call it the green score, and here, you know, it's from zero to 100, and here's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people have a problem with that. Well, I mean, there's there's yeah. other ways to look at things. Use this, uh, and we're saying, I guess the overall message here would be, if you do go there, use this as a starting point. Yeah. And from there, do your own research. Yeah, exactly. And that's not in any way to insult the ACEEE there, uh, because I I think they're doing good work, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, But I would also, especially if you are, especially if you have decided to buy a brand new car, which 
as you guys know, I am too cheap to ever do. I buy gently used, it's new to me kind of cars. Yeah, but if you want to go out and buy Ram 2500 and you think you're doing the environment a, a, a you know, a favor right. by doing that, uh, right. you know, you might want to think twice about that. Yeah, especially if you think that the, uh, Chevy Savannah you have is, is not gonna, <laughs> but not see, that's my point. I don't yeah. think anybody, and, and I said this earlier and I know it got a little confusing the way I said it, but I don't think that anybody who's buying a car that's on the meanest list even considers going to a site like this to look up, you know, if it, if it, where it scores on the green score. It, yeah, it's not a priority. No, it, is it possible that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, not at all. Cause you buy a car for the, uh, for certain reasons, they're not the same reasons that another customer might buy a car. And also, um, I, c- I could see this working for maybe a commercial application and somebody needs to have that data for sure. some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that because, you know, state by state, at least here in the United States, there are so many differing uh, differing regulations. Yeah, especially in California, I think. And that's oh, yeah. uh, that's one of the things that they took into consideration is that some of the vehicles that we see listed here, aren't available in all states here in the United States even. Uh, some are available only in California. And then there are other vehicles that are available only in just, you know, like a, a handful of states as well um, here in the United States that, you know, are considered like EV or alternative fuel markets, you know, where there, there is kind of a push to sell this type of vehicle. And uh, the rest of the states, they just simply don't have these cars available. So not everyone on the list of the greenest is available everywhere. So we're about to uh, head out today in our cars that are, uh, neither the greenest nor the meanest. Uh, but before we do, we just want to say that uh, we hope this is instructive to you. And we would like to hear what kind of research that that you do uh, when you are considering buying a new car. Yeah, would you go to greenercars.org or would you go to uh, fueleconomy.gov to start your search? Or where, where do you go exactly? Do you, I mean, do you just go like straight to... Um, you know, Edmonds or how do you do your research? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in that. Like, where do people start the journey? Like, where do they decide to go first to really kind of dig into what they're looking for or maybe to try to find, um, you know, they got something in mind. They want to find something that fits that criteria that they have, uh, already set in place, you know, like, uh, right. They have parameters and they say, I need, I need it to be this and this, but it cannot be this. Uh, so how do you go about searching that? Mm-hmm. How, where do you go first? Yeah, where where do you where do you start? That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, and how much do, time do you put into it, really? Oh, not enough. Well, most, most cases, people yeah. do not put enough time into into that and, kind of purchase. And others go the uh, the opposite. You know, they put way too much time into it, too much thought, and then uh, you know, suddenly that Molly year is gone, and you're you're left with <laughs> yes. a new decision to make. Right? That's probably that's probably me, man. <laughs> I'm so I'm so cheap that it takes me like a month of repeated visits to figure out if I'm going to get. A new pair of shoes. I do the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh boy, we just okay. We just recently bought a television. Oh yeah, and, congratulations! Uh, it was a long, long process. I'll tell you, it took a long time. I, I convinced myself somewhere in the middle that I absolutely have to have a certain feature, mm-hmm. and, and it's difficult to talk me out of that. And then you realize that you know some of the other stuff doesn't quite fit in with that. You know, the, oh, it, I see. It's, and price considerations and all that, and it, it becomes this huge jumbled mess. So. With a car, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's even more important. Than well, I guess so. And I and I hope we haven't muddied the water too much here. You know, with that, with, <laughs> with you know your decision or anything like that. But uh, uh, again, it's just a starting point. So you know, more or less, this podcast is just about making you aware of the greenest and meanest list that's out there. Yeah, I wish the cars were a little bit meaner myself, uh, but. 
Do you have any recommendations for this list? The methodology aside, uh, we'd like to hear from you. We'd also like to hear any topic ideas you have, or if you just want to tell us about a really badass car that you saw recently, uh, send us some pictures. We look at every single one we get. Yep, we do. We love it. Yeah, we also love being able to turn around to our boss and say, this is for work. <laughs> I've seen the sideways glance a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so go ahead and drop us a line. We are at Facebook. We are at Twitter. We are Car Stuff HSW. On both of those, we have our very own website, which you should check out for every podcast we've ever done. And if you find that we have not covered something that you know you and the rest of the audience needs to hear, help us fix that post haste. Send us an email. We are Car Stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.